Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Our podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. This podcast, it continues to gain recognition as a resource for small business owners entrepreneurs, and sales professionals. From MSNBC's Your Business to Inc.com to Fit Small Business, Proven, a whole bunch of uh, sites out there, Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is enjoying inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. This is in large part uh, due to the fabulous guests that I have the opportunity to talk to. Uh, and have had the opportunity over the years. These are folks who give of their time and their expertise to join me in a conversation so that you, the listener, can do better things in your business. And today is no different. Today, my guest is Mari Rogal. Mari is the CEO of RIP Media Group, an executive producer, author, speaker, and an expert in the field of content marketing. He founded RIP Media Group, which focuses on the art of visual storytelling for business leaders. RIP Media Group works with clients as diverse as Comcast Universal, Kaiser Permanente, LexisNexis, and Ben & Jerry's to produce their video content and brand strategy. Before founding RIP Media Group, Mari had built a prominent career in business development at Avaya, Lucent Technologies, and Geotel, a startup that was sold to Cisco Systems for over a billion dollars. He's launched dozens of new products and businesses successfully. Revenues from campaigns he's created and supported are currently in the hundreds of millions. So thank you so much for joining me today, Mari. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I am excited to have you here. Um, We're going to be talking about storytelling, which is a huge topic, and I'm um, 
certain that some people are doing it really well and other people are not. Uh, so, very true. Very true. Right? There's some, yeah. There's some models out there. People are like, Ooh, I saw that. I want to have that. So let me just copy it and it may right. or may not work for you. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so let's talk some about, um, how do I want to, I would really like to start by talking some about people who are starting a business mm-hmm. and what is, difficult about that what you think the most difficult part of that is because i think that then even for people who are already in business i have a feeling it tends to be the same thing over and over again yeah i so happy to i mean we we are a business that started off with me like you said in the old in the old second bedroom and then you know and grew you know and grew and grew and pretty steadily so um by the way a few years ago i wrote a book called rise of the entrepreneur which is about this so i do have a real a couple of clean answers for you. You know, what's the most difficult part about starting your business, I think was your question, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the main thing is, can you find an audience that needs something you can provide? I mean, I really think it's that simple. Is there an audience out there that will buy and has a need for something that you can make or create or source, you know, fund, etc.? And I think what's happening in, you know, for the past, you know, uh, say even five or 10 years is a lot of people are like, oh, people need this. They'll create, 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 you know, some get funding, some don't. Some people end up going broke because they don't know if they have a market. What they do is they create and create and sink all their money into product development without testing it. And I think that's a huge mistake. So some of the steps you got to take are you know, find a message, you know, I can help. This is obviously what we do. We help people find a message and create a message that the user or the audience can really quickly understand and gravitate towards, right? So you can test that out without spending, you know, 10,000, a hundred or a million or tens of millions of dollars on a product. You can actually do, you know, test pages, landing pages, um, you know, small ad campaigns, you know, create something that says this is coming, this is in beta, see if there's a use, see if there's a need out there, then start building, you know, build your marketing and of course, build your product. Um, And I've done the opposite, you know, a couple of times. And then I did, you know, this, this media group, you know, we're, we're a video first marketing agency is what I call us. And it was based on customer need. I started off as a social media agency back when nobody was thinking that that was something you pay for, right? It was 2008, <laughs> nine and 10. And, and there, you know, I'm like, no, social media is going to be the next big thing. It's, you know, and I was you know, not following my own advice, which I learned that people were saying, you know what, but we, we need good content. We know that. Um, and I was like, well, well, fine, let's start off with a video, you know, cause I, I, I've produced a couple films and, you know, produced a lot of content over the years for these different companies that I helped launch their products for. And this was like a little aside thing. Fine, I'll, I'll do a video as part of the campaign. And then I started realizing when I look back, 70% of our revenue was from video. 30% wow. was from the social media piece. And I thought, okay, time to do a pivot. Uh, everybody needs something that I can do here pretty easily. Follow my own advice. So that's really how, you know, in a sense, how we started as a small business. Um, and I'd say that's, you know, that was a long answer, but, um, you know, really find the audience that needs something you can provide. And then I think stage two is really about the people, the process and the systems you as the entrepreneur, or I like to call it intrapreneur. If you're inside a company, you know, you have a new product you're going to launch, you, you know, have, uh, you know, you're in charge of marketing campaigns, you're in charge of something in your domain. 
some people aren't entrepreneurs that can risk it all and go out there and try to raise money or have the bank, you know, the bank account to support them. Great. You're inside in a company entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur in my book. So you can do the same thing. So, you know, find the need, obviously, you know, build a product, Um, you know, you've got the marketing, but then it's to find the right people. There's some tricks to that but then it's processes and systems. So you gotta build something that's scalable and repeatable. And that is, I can be happy to credit the person that you know, said this a long time ago to me, which was Lou Volpe, who, um, you know, he was, uh, he was the vice president of sales and marketing at Geotel, that company that you mentioned that was sold for, it was actually $2 billion, yeah. right? So he's a, he's a venture capitalist now and has sold multiple companies to different companies, you know, built them from scratch, but his whole model is you know find something and build something that is scalable and repeatable and keep adding right keep adding fire to it so it can take off um anyway i could keep going about that but i want to know if that actually answers your question well enough yeah i I think it does um i i the thing that kept coming to my mind when you were saying that was I, I completely get it you know make sure you've got something that people want right because you can think it's the greatest thing in the world, but exactly. no one else does, right? Who really cares? You're not going to be able to make money at it. But then I wonder about these folks really connecting with that audience. Like, I think a lot of people struggle with finding the words or the vehicle or a combination of that to really be able to communicate effectively what it is that they think has value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, would you say like there's a strategy that they can use for connecting with an audience? And if so, what would it be? Yeah, that's great. So um, I completely agree because a lot of people, especially in tech, um, you know, we kind of are people in the technology world and biotech or, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, anything from chips to software to SaaS, whatever. A lot of times in that world, they're celebrating their own victory that they created the thing. Right. So they always talk about how, how you can do this, how we built it, how fast is this chip? And Cisco was like this, the speeds and the feeds and it's a hundred megabyte. Now it's a gigabyte, you know, all this kind of throughput, throughput. You know what? Nobody really cared. And there was one company that came along. I mean, well, uh, excuse me, the tech buyers absolutely cared, right? They got it. But the business buyers didn't care. What did they care about? They cared about what it would do for them. So you got to switch the thinking from you, obviously, to your customer, but you got to think about, you know, the Simon Sinek piece, which is why. Now, his thing was all about leadership. So a lot of people kind of change that to be marketing. Simon Sinek, it starts with why. It relates to marketing. It was really about good leaders start with why. But you can relate it over if you think about why it's important to your audience again. What are the results they get from your product or service are they better in some way are they faster in some way faster to market in some way are they stronger literally healthy more stronger are they sexier do they look better you know do they have more time on their hands to spend with their family you know if you can show people those the examples of the results and talk in terms of results you're much further down the path and you're much further down the path to connecting with somebody emotionally because we all buy on based on emotion rather than you know, data, facts, and figures. So like, story will stay in people's minds and data will stray, right? And I, I think the best example oh, of this great. is, 
Oh, okay. So story stays, data strays. Um, and it's a fact. And so think about this. So I'll, I'll, I'll do this kind of a little challenge question. Do you remember who the first MP3 um, manufacturer was? MP3 player, you know, earbuds, little portable device you walk around. Who was the first one? Uh, I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and they're, Sony? They're, I don't know. Right, Should right. I say Sony's Apple? A, no, Sony's, <laughs> Sony's a great answer. The Walkman, right? They could have owned the market, but they didn't. And the answer is, it doesn't matter if they're out of business because some yeah. guy came along and said, hey, you can put a thousand songs in your pocket with this yeah. thing. And they had incredible commercials and it was Steve Jobs and it was Apple. And no, they weren't first. They were very, they were much more, you know, they were late to the market is what I was really saying. Yeah. It was yeah. F10 Networks out of South Korea and they went out of business. And so did a lot of other folks. I mean, the Walkman didn't make it, you know, they, they converted. So the iPod came out and just destroyed because it was really simple but he told a story that was really simple to understand. You can put a thousand songs in your pocket and then it was all lifestyle. It was all results. I can walk around, I can run, I can exercise, I can be on the go, I can listen to my favorite songs, I can do this wherever I am, I'm not tethered, I'm not, etc. So we could see it and it was a beautiful story and honestly that changed Apple's future, right? I mean, think about where they yeah. are now. And back then, nobody remembers this, Remember a couple of years before they got, you know, a hundred million in funding from Microsoft because they were back on their heels. Steve Jobs was kicked out of the company, et cetera, et cetera. They were really hurting. So a good message can really make a difference. And then to wow. answer your question, yeah, yeah. the most effective, um, you know, like what, what are some strategies? So we came up with an acronym that we use all the time if we're doing a kind of a commercial launch or an, or an awareness launch, you know, when we're creating video or commercial, that kind of thing. And it's the, the stuff. What's, what's the stuff in this product? What's the stuff that we can show the world? And the stuff stands for what's sexy, what's touching, what's unique or unexpected, what's funny, or what's, you know, what creates fear hmm. in the hearts and minds of the viewers. So the stuff, sexy, touching, unique, funny, or fear. And if you go back and you think about some of your favorite commercials, maybe, um, you know, I, I, I could use our own examples, but I'm, I'm happy just to kind of think bigger world, you know, Super Bowl commercials, Super Bowl commercials typically go for what they go for funny, right? They go for unexpected yeah. and they go for funny. And, yeah. you know, but if we think about, you know, let me go through each one. I mean, if this is interesting to you, I can expand on a little bit more. Is this something you want me to go a little further with? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you say it, so I instantly think of the Subaru commercials. Yeah, because it uh, the one where the dad is following the bus when he puts his daughter on the bus. Oh, yes. A couple of years ago, he puts his daughter on the school bus and then he follows the bus to make right. sure that she's okay. Of course. Well, I followed my son's bus when he was going from when he was in kindergarten and he was going from daycare to the Y program. I mean, from kindergarten to the Y program. I showed back up at school. He had no idea that I did this and I followed <laughs> the bus. I, I, I have a daughter now. I'm sure that I will do the same thing. You know, I've, you know I don't even want to tell you, you know, we have a little, like she, she's not even a year old and she has a quote phone that has a little tracker just so I know where she is. You know, it's her mom, but you know, so I know that sounds crazy, but you know, Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a complex yeah, but world I think this there. is really, yeah. but this is really a good point because it, it's when you, 
feel an emotion, you know, you you laugh at it, it tugs at your heartstrings, you know, maybe it scares you a little, then you have that emotional attachment to the product, the organization, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. If you can if you touch an emotional cord, then people will your our memory it actually goes up by three hundred percent. So three times wow. more likely. Yeah, if you tell a little story or a snippet or you know, think about think about the talk shows even, you know, like a Jimmy Kimmel or a Fallon or whatever. When people come on there and they talk about their movie and facts and this and that, you kind of forget about it. But if they yeah. talk about the funny thing that happened or the scary thing when they were in the car that went over the bridge or whatever it is, they tell those real stories, that's really what they're doing. They're getting you attached yeah. emotionally to the people in the movie, to the movie itself, and, you know, because you like the folks, you know, kind of behind the scenes or, or on screen is what that's about. But if you think about that, you know, that, that, that commercial is touching. And the other rule, I mean, I have a bunch of these. I have a whole list of 10 sure. more rules. Yeah. But, but one of them, you said it is, relatable. You've got to make the story relatable. If you make it too highfalutin and esoteric, sure, you might get 10% of the audience, okay. Or if you make it really obvious, you know, and the most obvious stories we see now all the time and sort of what's this, uh, these, these, these are called explainer videos. You hit somebody's website, um, you're supposed to learn about their, or you do learn about their product a little bit. And, you know, you know, qualify like, okay, I, I understand what this does and how this could help me. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up, you know, I'll, I'll give you my email or my Facebook like so I can get more information. But what's happened is an extremely basic story structure has come about and it doesn't work anymore. So that yeah. story structure is the three act structure that does work in films, but it's been so simplified. It doesn't work because story structure is, you know, for act one, establish who we are, find a hero follow the hero on an insurmountable journey, right? Think about Star Wars, right? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Insurmountable yeah. journey. Ray is going to do what? She's leaving her planet, you know, she's leaving her planet to go where? And, you know, can she do this? Then she hits a, a point she can't go beyond, but she looks deep inside herself and finds the strength and perseveres. That's Rocky. That's the new version, which is Creed. That's, you know, the Godfather. That's every movie that we love. And that also yeah. works in commercials. So what happened in explainer videos, it got so dumbed down that there's no emotional content anymore. We get this. Hey, this is Bob. Bob's in accounting. Bob's really frustrated. Bob can't get these things done until he finds da 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 XYZ software. Now we can do all these things and he's a hero out of there, right? So we see these and we're all like, ah. Like if my name's Bob, maybe I relate uh, yeah. I'm in accounting and I really have those exact problems, you know, maybe I can relate or I'm not really, I've never seen a television before, you know, or YouTube. Then I'm like, oh, right. wow, that's, that's really good. You know, so <laughs> I, I totally get that. That's the basic, basic story structure. So you've got to take that basic story structure. And then what we do is we, we have to spin it on its head. We do need a hero. We do need them to go through a journey. We do need the, either that person um, or the product to be you know, the, the savior, right? To come in and kind of save yeah. the day, that kind of thing. But you have to have emotional hooks in there. If it's not funny, people won't remember it. Or if it doesn't fill you with fear, people won't remember it. If it's not unexpected, which I think is the biggest thing, you know, unexpected. Yeah. And one of the ways to be unexpected is, grasp your arms around being the underdog and hold it close and embrace it and say, absolutely. 
I'm the underdog. We are a tiny company and we are fighting against the odds and we want to win and we want to do it with you because everybody loves the underdog. Yeah. We, all, we, we root for Harry Potter. We rooted, you know, we just went through those, you know, those, those folks. I mean, let me ask, what's, what's a favorite movie, just any favorite movie of yours? Oh my gosh. I have to pick one. Let's <laughs> Name a bunch. Oh. Name a bunch. Is fun. Um, Steel Magnolias is one of my favorites. Oh, that's a good movie. That's it's good a movie. great movie. The Wizard of Oz. Um, Sound of Music. Wow. West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, so let me... Yeah, let me Miracle on 34th Street, you know. Jeez, okay. I know. They, <laughs> these are <laughs> total class, like the AFI list of top... You know, 20 movies or whatever. Sorry, yes. Yeah. But those are all very touching and beautiful movies. You yeah. didn't say like Shawshank Redemption or The Godfather no. and, you know, Mad Max, like mine. List. But, <laughs> but we have, let me pick Wizard of Oz, right? So Wizard of Oz, yeah. doesn't Dorothy follow that exact structure? She's this little girl in the middle of Kansas with a little dog. She's sick, right? She <laughs> might not make it. She spins into this other world, total fish out of water. What's she going to do now? She comes across these, you know, very different, you know, kind of, uh, you know, creatures, whatever, the lion, you know, et cetera, and makes it through. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can make it through all this. We got the evil witch. We got the good witch and makes it through and comes back home. Ah, you know, it's really satisfying. It was really amazing. There's so many stories behind that particular movie. So there's my review in, you know, 20 seconds, but that's the story structure. So yeah. Yeah, but what did I they do? They, they added all those different elements to it. And you can see scene to scene, they added things like, you know, touching. They added very unexpected items, right? I mean, you know, you know well, I don't have a heart or, you know, I don't, yeah. I'm not smart enough. You know, all the things that we have to overcome, you know, to be better. And that's what she found in herself. And that's what yeah. we find in ourselves when we watch that movie or if we watch a really good movie. Because we're all watching the screen relating everything that happens to ourselves. Yeah. We're not thinking like, oh, well, if I start telling you a story about the last time I saw my mom, you will probably start thinking about the last time you saw your mom, right? right? And, and your listeners will too. So yeah. emotion, you know, bottom line is um, I'll give some hints and tips and whatever, just straight out tools that uh, uh, people can use, you know, uh, like, a, like a workbook I put together. If you'd like, I can kind of send you a link or something. Maybe you give it to your listeners. I'm happy oh, cool. to do that for you. You can tell them about how they can get it towards the end. Sure. Um, yeah, that, that would be totally awesome. So I got to take a quick sponsor break. So sure, sure. For a second. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150 thousand titles to choose from and you can listen to them on any device including whatever you're hearing us on right now <laughs> and if you sign up at our link which is audibletrial.com businessgrowth you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are 8020 sales and marketing by perry marshall and the go-giver by bob berg so visit audibletrial.com slash business growth, explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're talking with Mari Rogau about the importance of effective storytelling when growing your business. Now, 
you before we got on this podcast, you told me a story about <laughs> <laughs> a little girl who was telling her story. Um, and I would like you to share that with the listeners because it's going to lead into my question, which is, okay, how does someone make sure they're being effective with their storytelling? So that's oh, great. It's great. So, so we were, uh, we had a 75th birthday and, you know, our whole family got together from all over the, the nation. We all flew in here to California and, um, you know, got together. And anyway, so it, it was story time. One of the five-year-olds decided it was story time. So she was telling a story and, you know, it was entertaining for a solid 45 seconds to a minute. And then it got <laughs> a little repetitive and then it was going on. And my brother said, okay, kid, story's over. And she said, be quiet. The story is not done yet. I'll tell you when it's done. And then we all just laughed and we said, yeah, no heckling. Right. And so she kept going <laughs> and going and going. And it was, it really was, it was adorable. It was a great way to handle the situation, diffused him, right? So we all listened to the end of her story, probably five or six minutes later, she finished up and it was great. And she got a big applause. So she handled it. <laughs> but, it but what it reminded me of is there is no be quiet, don't change the channel if you have a video on YouTube or if it's on your website. There's no yeah. way to stop people from clicking away. So I think that was, you know, what we were talking about before. So the, yeah. the, the question you had was, how do we the hire that little girl? How do you make sure that you're, <laughs> how do you make sure that you're being effective with your storytelling? Cause you know, with that story, it's like, okay, well, you can't go on and on and on cause nobody's listening. And when it's a video and it's on your website or it's on YouTube, people just click away. So, you know, I guess what would you say is, a really effective way to tell your story, to, to get your point across. Is it short? I mean, we already said an emotional pull, mm -hmm. which I totally get some sort of emotional, they can relate to it, but what else about it? Cause I, I mean, we all know people who once they start, you can't get them to stop. Right. Well, we did, and we did little, little nuggets kind of popped out earlier, which are don't talk about yourself so much. Don't go on too long. So let me, let me give some of the rules. Um, one of the rules that she taught us, right, is don't go on too long. So maybe the question would be how long is a, uh, you know, what, what's the right amount of time for a yeah. video or for, you know, for your story? And it, I think in context of what we do, since we're truly a video first marketing agency, I mean, we also create, you know, graphics that, that back up the video. We, I'll go into that, you know, another time if you want to know, but we're talking about video or telling a story, you want it to be short and it can get longer and longer as you are making friends with your customers. So in a sense, as they're walking through the customer journey. So if you think about the last time you purchased anything, you know, there's, a, there's a, a process you go through and, you know, a lot of people call this the marketing funnel. So the marketing funnel, you put all the customers in the top and you keep sifting them down, right? You give them information, more and more information, and then a few customers pop out the bottom. I personally feel like looking at customers as I'm going to pop them into a marketing funnel is a little insulting. So I made it more of a customer journey. And I think of it as we are here to be a Sherpa, you know, to be a guide, to guide people through the buying process, to make it a faster process and a more effective process so that you, your customers, um, your, you know, the people listening here can get people to buy faster. 
So the steps in the journey are, you know, first is just awareness. So the, you know, it goes, it goes awareness, capture, nurture, educate, convert. And this is my version of it. Everybody has their own little version, but awareness is basically, you know, I noticed something, you know, I, I don't even know if I have a need, but I saw an ad, I saw an ad on YouTube, I saw a pre-roll video, I saw something pop up that made me realize, huh, I didn't know that they did that. I could be really interested in that. So let me click here. And by the way, that stage is very short. You better grab people in seconds. You know, if it's a quick ad on the sidebar of, you know, Google or, um, you know, you do a media buy, you know, literally seconds, no more than seven seconds are the very first, grab their attention. And then you can get 15 to 30 seconds of interest, right? So right there, you can do a, a very short ad, typically, you know, 15, 30 seconds. Then the next step is, the capture. This is where you have a mutual exchange of information. So now it's, I want to give more value. Every step of the way you want to give more value, give more away, which is really different than the way things were even 10 years ago. Now we have to yeah. be harbingers of information and educators and give information, give information so that you can be the influencer, so that you can be the leader in your industry because people want to work with the leader in their industry typically because you're more knowledgeable. You can still be small, you could be a single person shop, but if you have more knowledge and more information, people will see you as a resource. So awareness moves to capture. Traditionally, you can think of capture as a capture page, like a landing page on your website. And that's where you'd have you know, your, your product video or explainer video. Now you get 60 to 90 seconds. So then you have a little bit more time to kind of dig in and explain what's happening here, the benefits. Again, keep going with why it's important, what results you get with a little more teaser onto perhaps a little bit of how things are done just to make sure you have the right audience listening. Next step, if they give you their email address or click like, now it's nurture and educate. So those two steps. So nurture them along. Now it's time for infographics, possibly even white papers, but more information to prove that you have, you deliver an ROI to prove results all those testimonial videos, other customers saying, hey, yeah, this thing really works. I'm, I'm thinner, faster, stronger. My, my husband loves me more than ever, you know, that kind of thing. Like that's where that information comes in because they're going to start looking and they're going to realize I'm now aware and I'll give them some information away. I know that I'm in the market here. I got to look at some competition because this might not be the best one on the market. Are they the lowest priced? Are they huh. the most, they give me the most information, right? So they're going to look around. So you better be supplying more. So they just feel like, yeah, sure. These folks are more expensive, but look at everything that I get here and look how better my life would be. And then it's last stage convert. So when we go through that, it, you know, awareness, capture, nurture, then educate, and then convert, meaning they sign. Yes, they're a customer now. You want to then expand the relationship to your other products, maybe you have a book out or whatever it might be. Um, along that journey, you get more and more time. So at the beginning, you have seven to 15 seconds, and then you have 15 to 30 seconds, keeping it short. Then in that capture page, the explainer video can go to 60 to 90. Then as you're nurturing along those testimonial videos, the return on investment pieces, samples of your work, all that can go on and be you know, longer and longer, typically not more than three to five minutes in the video world at the longest stage, yeah. but three to five minutes if you're sitting down with somebody now, if you're actually kind of an in-person service or consultant or something like that, if you're in the same room or you're doing a presentation, sure, 
you can go three to five minutes. But I would really not want you to put something like that on a website, you know, unless it's extremely engaging, hits all those points in the stuff, is extremely relatable. And then the other thing for long videos that actually work is it's got to be really topical, right? So it's got to be sort of in the news now, right? Happening now. I can relate to it. It's happening now. Um, you know, an example that I'm thinking of, just a random example, was there was a, a woman that put on the Chewbacca mask, if you're, yeah. you know what I mean, right? And she just in her laughed, car. Yeah. right, in her car, right? I mean, just totally. Now, she was doing videos like that for a while. It wasn't just her first video. But, you know, she'd been doing videos along those lines, but she did, you know, she did that. And it was just so genuine, so authentic, hilarious, right? So it hits all the points you're talking about. It's topical, it's relatable. Yeah. You can see yourselves doing that. Um, she was not selling anything, but it turns out they sold out of those masks and they sent her, the company that makes those masks actually sent her a check big enough that she was able to buy a house. Wow. Because she put that out there. So that was a huge, you know, kind of a, you know, huge win for her. But um, anyway, so those are the things. So think about where you are hurting or where you're losing people in the customer journey, right? So are they not yeah. even showing up on your website? Or, yeah, they're going to the website, but they're not converting and giving you the information. Okay, you're not giving enough, you know, uh, information about why they should be there, how this is going to help their life. Or, you know, they're doing both those things. We get on the page, the next step. They're aware, you've captured information, but then they just kind of don't buy or they're back from somebody else. You're not nurturing and educating them enough. And if it's, you know, you think you're doing that and they still don't convert, you're really doing something that's, you know, you got to start looking at the real, the true value and the ROI of what you're delivering. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the whole customer journey is how I relate, you know, all these, all these kind of videos back to where, where are we, where are you in need? Let's fix the story there. It's so great. I mean, that, that, thank you so much for that. That is really um, interesting. And I totally get the, the longer, you know, the, the further you get in the process, the longer you can spend time with them. Is there a particular stage that's most important or are they all important, equally important? They're all, well, that's really a great question. What's the most important stage? To me, the very beginning if you don't get them on your site or get them to call you or whatever, you know, your call to action is, if you don't start them down that journey, you don't really have anything, <laughs> you know? So I would say the awareness piece is really the most important part. Yeah. You know, capturing attention. Is there a need? Yes, I do have a need as the customer. Let me learn more. We got to get them there. And so this works, you know, heavily in the, in the consumer market space, you know, cause you know, smaller items typically, um, you know, things that we buy regularly or, you know, that kind of a thing. So it could be anything from, you know, a book or household item to, you know, a car, that kind of thing, you know, the car, not that a car is a small item, but, you know, regularly we buy those every three to five years typically. So you're going to see that kind of flow constantly from those kind of companies. When you're in the B2B world, Sometimes there's even a, you know, there's a higher level of awareness because, um, you know, if I'm a SaaS company and my biggest market, is, you know, they kind of know each other yeah. a little bit more what's playing. I think then you're really in the, you know, really got to nurture a lot. They, they're aware of you, but they're aware of four of you out there. So how are yeah. you different? How do you stand out? What can you give, you know, what can you give back? So if you have a longer term relationship, you know, B2B, been around for a while, that would be in my, my thinking, that's, you know, the capture 
um, and, uh, and nurture. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So we're, um, when this airs the first time, we will have just started a new calendar year. So what are your thoughts on any like upcoming trends in marketing that, that you foresee? Oh, that's great. Um, so I think there's a few uh, when, I, when I think about this. So trends in marketing are going to be along of what, you know, basically the major trends in my mind for 2018, 19, 20 are along the lines of doing what I'm talking about, but really personalizing and making, you know, personalizing the content and making them interactive. Right, you've got to have authentic content. So if I can go back and if I can rewind for a second, let me answer that more directly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hopefully we can just edit that. <laughs> um, it's so. What I think the major trends in marketing for 2018, 19, 20 are, is taking what we learned up above, what we talked about before, with really good content, really quality content, but making it personalized so that each person or each type of customer that you have out there gets their own message because there's so much noise in the marketplace. You have to not just stand out by the rules of story we talked about, but you have to stand out because it has to relate to me. So there's companies out there. We we're truly were one of them. I'm not trying to promote us at all, but you know, we're working heavily on some technology so that if somebody visits in the winter from Minnesota, they get a certain kind of message. And rather than somebody that's in summertime in Florida, they're going to get a different message. And then if somebody, you know, so we're really personalizing content and truly personalizing video so that they get different videos served to them based on who they are, where they are, their demographics and so forth. Then the next piece I think that's really coming and it's not quite here yet, but I think the next couple of years are interactivity and interactive video. It exists. It's here. But the reason I think it hasn't been adopted as fast is because millennials are going to become the decision makers very soon. They're moving up in the ranks, right? They're, they're getting older. They're becoming, you know, not just the entrepreneurs, but, you know, they're marketing assistants, marketing managers, marketing buyer, you know, director, that kind of thing. So over the next few years, as they grow into those larger roles and get bigger budgets to work with, they grew up with touchpads, touchscreens. They're not really the sit back and go to a movie kind of audience like the older generations like mine, they want to touch, see, interact, do. So it's gamifying everything. So I, I'm calling it interactive, but gamifying content is going to be much, much more important um, because that audience is completely used to it. You know, a lean back experience isn't as comfortable as a lean in, leaning forward, touching, interacting, you know, having decisions to make and so forth within an, a video or a game. Um, and then I think the future piece, which is really an unknown, but I've been kind of trying to partner up with some folks and, and play around with artificial intelligence. I mean, it's, it's yeah. here and it's here to stay. So what I'm wondering is, you know, we know that there's artificial intelligence being used in marketing analytics. We know that there's artificial intelligence being used in chat bots and so forth. So that automatic right. answers and that kind of thing. What I'm thinking would come, and I'm starting to you know, talk to some people about this, like I said, is would artificial intelligence help create video? Could it go and source different clips and literally put together an emotional 
you know, commercial or an emotional trailer or an emotional product video um, without all the pieces that we need now. Because right now I need a director, a writer, a producer, right, to guide everything through the process, editing, after effects and animation, sound design, a composer. I mean, there's a lot of pieces. Every one of our projects touches seven to 10 people typically, or seven to 10, seven to 10 skill sets, you know, for a quality video. Um, so would artificial intelligence go and be able to seek all those pieces out and match it up? Wow. And I, it's, it's amazing to think about. And the, what I saw, I think it was about, it was less than a year ago, there was a trailer, I think it was for the movie Girl on a Train. I, I can't remember exactly. I believe it was that. But they had, um, they had an AI program, IBM's Watson, create it. And it followed the rules that I went through above. One of the ones that it broke, it went on a little too long. I thought it was, you know, I think it was like a three-minute trailer instead of a one-minute. But uh -huh. that no human touched this. The, the, wow. It went through, it scanned the movie. It, in, it imported the movie, the entire movie in, it listened to music cues, it listened to emotion, what it felt was or saw as emotional points in the movie, compiled the whole thing and put it out. And it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty wow, good. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Very, and I was thinking, well, that's scary or great. I need yeah. to jump on this, <laughs> jump on this train now before yeah. Skynet and, you know, Terminator becomes real and we're, you know, whatever right. happens to humans, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's, that's what I think is coming. So personalization, interactivity. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, boy, things to watch <laughs> out for. It's going to be a late, you know, probably be a long time off and hopefully it'll be very, yeah. very, very positive. So we'll yes. See. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with that. I, I think that that is, a good idea. So, <laughs> so if I'm a listener and I'm thinking, okay, you know, videos that, that are personalized that really, or any sort of marketing that's personalized and engages with the people who are showing up, all of this sounds, um, I can imagine that some of the listeners are going, wow, okay, well, I certainly have no idea where to even start with something like that. And that sounds like it could be on the, you know, the more expensive side. So does it work for small companies or hmm. just the big ones? That's a great question. So absolutely works for small companies. And we have, we have a lot of startups, a lot of companies that are, you know, really growing. And what we found is we've got a few different statistics. So, you know, storing the statistics are boring. I can, I'll give it examples too. I got, um, <laughs> because the answer is, the answer is yes. I have found with my small business, I found with, my, with our business that every dollar I've invested in video content has come back. This is pretty phenomenal, but come back tenfold now. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's a hard, even now, like right now I'm putting a new series of videos together to follow my own path, to follow my own advice, basically, or eat my own whatever, eat my own cooking, I'm going to be giving a lot of information away over the next year on a lot of stuff we just talked about. But I'm just going to go out and putting, you know, me on camera, giving the frequently asked questions away as answers, putting some animation in there to keep the eyes moving, keep it very visually interesting. Um, but the content's really solid. And it's a little scary in two ways. One is it costs us money to make this stuff, too. 
And then the other yeah. thing is, do I really want to put all my secrets out into the world? And I decided, yeah, I've got to do it. I want to stay ahead because things are changing fast. And the more I've done that, the more has come back to us in a, in a positive yeah. way. So for us, it's 10 to 1. Just about all of our videos that um, you know, we put out to the world because we work very hard on them, they're, they're higher end, sure. But when you put quality out, people really respond to it. So small company, uh, Viance Nutrition, they are a, you know, they, they, they actually, I just ate one as a snack, by the way. It's a, you know, extremely nutritious, extremely tasty, um, you know, totally organic, uh, you know, bar, you know, kind of protein bar in a sense. And they have shakes and things like that. Well, they, they had nothing when we first met them a few years ago. They were, it was just the owner and he was manufacturing. And what can we do? So we started testing different things. So we had, we went out and we, I put the product in um, about five or six people's hands for a month. I asked them to give away the product for a month. And then we'd go out and we put together testimonial videos if they were positive. We'd also put together a couple of animation videos and then we'd repurpose all that content. So this is the big thing. Yes, you might spend more for quality, but you can use it in so many more places. So I, I use this acronym CORE. Create once, but repurpose everywhere. So create once, oh. repurpose everywhere. So you got a great, you know, maybe it's a ten or $15,000, maybe it's thirty or $50,000 video. Cut it down to those 10 and 15 second splices. Use little pieces of it. Use still images. Create memes create blogs all around it, create, um, you know, you know, little commercials, the seven, 10, 15 second clips for Instagram and so on. So we repurposed the heck out of it. He went from zero to 180,000 active followers on Facebook. So, and there, and it, like wow. when he puts it, we put something out that was incredible. And he puts information out there, very giving. He would get thousands of, you know, at first it was tens of comments. And it was hundreds, then thousands. So he built an audience and now he's got a recurring revenue model, recurring revenue business, including me. I keep buying, you know, every six weeks I get a new shipment of these bars and, and that kind of thing because they're really good. And, yeah. um, and I, you know, obviously I really like them, but there's no deal. I don't have any special deal with him at all. We launched them a few years ago and he's running, um, but I still love the, the product. So that works very, very well. Yes. So it definitely works for small businesses absolutely works for large businesses, but it's one of those things where if, if you wait too long, you're going to really be too far behind. So you've got to start creating now. It's the kind of thing where it's almost like if you don't have quality video now, it's like not having a website. You know, it's becoming a standard, you know, for, for websites out there. You've got to have video to walk people through. You've got to have people to, or video to um, explain the value of who you are and what you do. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting because it, it really um, has become such a big thing. And, and there's so many people who, for whatever reason, um, don't do it or don't want to do it or, or, you know, think that it, it is cost prohibitive. But that, that's why it's interesting to hear the value that comes out of it. I would think as long as there's a strategy behind it. Like uh, when I talk about marketing and I'll say, okay, marketing always starts with strategy. Like don't do a thing mm -hmm. until you know what you want to say, who you want to say it to and where you want to be. Because 
Otherwise, you're just going to slap stuff out there and there's no connectivity to it, right? Like you said something about the capture, being able to have something that then you can pull them in so you can get their email or you can get their phone number for texting or something so that mm -hmm. you've got them in your orbit. Absolutely. And, you know, you got to have your, right? you know, you got to have your call to action. You've got to have, yeah. you know, a goal for each item that you're creating and you don't want to be too obvious about it. But, you know, if you're giving information right. away, good, valuable information away, you shouldn't be shy about that. Um, you know, you can ask for something in return and that's the whole point. It's, it's a real value exchange. So, yeah. um, yeah. And, so, but, but, you know, Hey, not everybody has the ability or not everybody, if they're thinking I've got to be on camera, not everybody is photogenic or like I've got a face for radio. Right. So meaning, <laughs> I don't know if I look that good on camera, but I'm authentic and I'm just going to put myself out there and yeah. hopefully people see that and, and feel that it's, it's authentic. It's real. I'm being honest, which I am. And I'm putting, right. you know, my heart into it. That's what people really care about. You don't have to look like George Clooney or Angelina right. Jolie to do a, right. you know, some, some basic video. But again, in, in our example, we typically use, you know, real people or actors. And what's interesting over the past three years, 70% of what we do is animation. And the reason really? the animation works really well is all the barriers are go down. Like if, we're, if you're watching somebody come on screen and, and talk to you, something's going to occur to you. Remember relatable? So we relate that yeah. to, oh, uh, this guy reminds me of that guy in third grade that beat me up. He stole my lunch money. I don't, there's just something I don't like about him. You know, or this woman, this or that. So animation, all those barriers are down. Uh -huh. And we're open to animation because I think it reminds us of a simpler time when we were kids and we watched cartoons. And yeah. we're just more open to the message that comes across. So there are, you know, different um, mediums that you can create in. Wow, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that either. That's, that's, I mean, it makes sense when you say it, but I, I wouldn't have thought about it. Wow, okay. So, if you had... Damn. Yeah, are you there? Uh-oh, can you not hear me? Damn. I can hear you, yes. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, did I... What, I, I'm, are you there? I'm, back. I'm here, I'm here okay. now. All right, we'll just edit it, it's all good. Did you, I don't even know. Did you hear what I was saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I heard the whole thing. And then I commented and said something brilliant, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I wondered because you're like, hello. And I thought, oh, shoot. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, not a problem. That's why we pre record. Thank you. So, we can edit. That is not a big deal. Okay. So, this has all been fabulous information and it's been a lot of information, which I really appreciate. And I so agree with you about just, you know, you couldn't give enough, you couldn't give it all away and hurt yourself in my opinion, because most of the people who listen to it aren't going to go off and do it on their own anyway. But what you do is you build trust. And so then they want to keep you around you with them because they know that you are giving of information. And so then when they are ready to buy, you're the one they're going to want to buy from. So if you had one piece of advice to give the listeners who I, you know, have probably been taking copious notes, what would it be? Focus. You've got focus. to focus. 
Yeah. Gotta focus. Good. This is a tough one for me. A real tough one for me. I'm, I'm the shiny object kind of guy. Ooh, that looks good over there. Let me create a product for that. Oh, this looks good. If you focus and trim down two things, one is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to say it. Um, two things. One is your product set. Keep it manageable. Trim your products down. And the other one is trim your customers down to the best customers meaning focus on the best customers and more of those customers will come to you. And there's a great yeah. book. I have nothing to do with this book, but it's called The Pumpkin Plan. I forget the oh, author. Yeah. yeah, The Pumpkin Mike Plan. Mike Michalowicz. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I followed that to a T. So I called customers. I talked to them. We started getting referrals, you know, that sort of thing based on the people that we really want to work with rather than just, you know, uh, you know, and up somebody would call in, we needed this, can you do that? And it was totally yeah. custom, totally out of, you know, you find yourself in the weeds there and you find yourself, you know, with a whole pumpkin patch of little tiny pumpkins rather yeah. than quite a few big, large, colossal pumpkins was the, the moral of the story, which are your best customers. So if yeah. you focus, focus on the product for the best customers, the customers that'll buy from you, you'll be best served. And that helps you clear your messaging it helps you clear your marketing, you know, and, and attack your marketing and bring the right yeah. message across. And just don't try to reach everyone. You know, this, you know, when we get the phone calls of, hey, we want to create a viral video, right? So that's, that's fire, you know, lightning in a bottle. And there are some yeah. rules to a viral video. But, you know, we, this is a product for everyone. No, it's not. Not right, right. now. And, and the story right. is that I remind people is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg started not with a billion and a half users, everybody, and the fastest growing market or the fastest growing audience now is still over 50, right? It started with males 18 to 21 at one university called Harvard and then to other yeah. Ivy League schools spread out, spread out, spread out, you know, as a, you know, as a profile basically. So, you know, but it grew and grew and grew. He, complete niche, total niche market. So, you know, people say there's riches in the niches. I say, I agree and focus, yeah. focus your marketing, yeah. focus your product. Wow. That's great. Thank you for that. That, that is awesome. I completely agree with that and really appreciate you saying it. Uh, Cause I don't think people can, can hear it enough. So, I mean, I so thank you for sharing all this information. Will you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you, you know, find you, find the book, you know, anything you want to tell them? Sure. Thank you very much. I love this. This is so fun. Um, I, I really hope there's some great information in here for the, the, the listeners. Um, our website is Rip Media Group. Like uh, back in the day, they called it Ripping Media, like a riptide or ripping a piece of paper. Rip Media Group. Um, for a lot of information, obviously a lot of things I've talked about today are there as downloads. Uh, I also have a kind of a personal website, which is Mari Rogo, M-A-U-R-Y-R-O-G-O-W.com. A couple of things coming out, probably going to be a version two of that book, Rise of the Entrepreneur, coming out next year. Um, the new blog series is going to be a great big giveaway. You know, some of the things that we talked about here today will be there, just given away in bite-sized pieces of information, one-minute snippets, you know, here's how long a video should be, here's how you target a market, etc. cetera. Um, so love to have people visit those, take a look at them, and they'll be on YouTube, you know, not a big, you know, not paying, you don't have to pay anything for them, but just watch, it'll really help you create your own story and your own, um, your own messaging and help you create videos. Um, 
one of the things that we have uh, looks like first quarter or second quarter of 2018, the new release of the personal, personalization engine. So um, the Express Video. So you can go in and take a great video or one that we make for you and you can create thousands of versions. So I can create a video for Diane, Bob, Joe, Gina, you know, uh, Wonder Woman, anybody I want in seconds. So, wow. and I think it's really cool. And the, what we found in our test over this year is that's where we're seeing those, you know, four or 500% increases in click-through rates and um, in conversions and so forth. So I'm, I'm building an engine behind the video and, uh, and we'll see where that goes. So lots of info there. Oh, and then I, I mentioned earlier the workbook. I'm happy to any listener yeah. that just hits, hits the website and just says they're, they're interested in getting the workbook. Just say that in the comment and I'll send the workbook out to you as a PDF and um, it'll guide you through the process that we use with our customers to come up with great ideas. Wow, that is so great. Thank you. There, there is absolutely just terrific information in this conversation and I really appreciate you um, sharing all of that other ways that people can get information. So it's great. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks for being here with me. I'd also like to thank our listeners and our sponsor. Uh, get a free trial and a free audio by going to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Continue to prosper and be curious and try new things. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform, and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.